Welcome to another podcast on the Harvard Caps Harris Poll. This time we conducted 1,536 interviews with registered voters April 30th to May 1st. This is going to be an interesting poll with everything that's going on from potential impeachment, the Mueller report, testimony in Congress, new issues floating around, border crises. We're going to cover it all. It's all covered in the Harvard Caps Harris poll, which I think is the most in-depth poll on issues that you'll find anywhere. If you're a Democrat, you're going to find a lot of questions that you enjoy. If you're a Republican, you're going to find a lot of questions that you enjoy, and even if you're an independent. So with that, let's kind of dive in to the approval of the country and of the president and the presidency. Well, there's not a lot of change. Uh, If you ask uh, President Trump's overall job approval is at 46%. That is a tick up from 45% in the last three polls. Generally, almost his high point. The high point was really right after inauguration at 48 and 49%. So, What we know about President Trump's job approval is it moves slowly, almost not at all. The lowest we've had is at 41%. 46% is good, but it's not yet good enough for re-election. You know, generally speaking, if a president is about 48 or 50, re-election will be almost a certainty. If he's at 40 or 42, defeat will be almost a certainty. And at 46 very close, could go either way, but he's got plenty of time in political terms. So how do they approve or disapprove of the president and the job he's doing when it comes to specific areas? While there was a one-point uptick on the economy, there was a three-point uptick on the job that he does on the economy to 60%. So there was a one-point uptick on overall job approval, three points on the economy, three points on stimulating jobs, two points on fighting terrorism, one point on immigration, no real change on foreign affairs and administering the government, which is down in the low 40s. But that 60% on the economy and stimulating jobs were the leading attributes of the president and his administration. So if you ask, is the country on the right track? Well, only 38% still say the country is on the right track. 54% say it's on the wrong track. And that's really traced to the political divisions in the country where most people don't like most of the institutions, any of the political parties. A majority doesn't favor the leadership Uh, And so they they say that the country is moving in a negative direction and haven't changed. But where there was big change in the last couple of months is, is the economy on the right track? 51% say yes, 37% say no. That 51% ties the high that we had in January of 18. Uh, It's a straight line up from last November when all the economists particularly Democratic-leaning ones, we're talking that we were heading into a recession. And as the new growth numbers came out, both 
performance on the economy and belief that the economy is on the right track showed a pretty significant change over the last few months. How strong do you think the economy is? 74% of Americans now classify the economy as strong. That is the highest that we've recorded <clears throat> since we've monitored this in February of 2017. Uh, it is a sharp jump up. Only 26% say that it is weak. What about your personal finances? Again, uh, just as well off. 36, getting better. 36, no opinion. 5, uh, getting worse is 23. Uh, pretty low number on getting worse, tied for, for at the bottom. So most people are relatively satisfied with the economy. Now let's take a look at these parties. The approval of the Republican Party is at 42%. Again, they were at a low point of 28% after health care failed. Uh, and they have gradually, over time here, climbed back over 40% to be at 42% approval, 58% disapproval. The Democratic Party, which jumped up in the midterms, has set back a little bit, is at 44%. So the two parties are now within two points of each other. It is once again a competitive race in America. Trump won the presidential race, albeit the popular vote when you break out the libertarians, break out Jill Stein, was incredibly close. Uh, if you were to divide up all of the electorate into one of the two parties, but if you look then at the midterms, the Democrats had a seven-point advantage, and that advantage has really shrunk in the last couple of months. Now, let's take a look at some of the favorability of the most well-known political figures in the country. Now remember, this is a country that thinks it's on the wrong track, that gives the president just below majority approval 46, gives the parties 42 and 44, so a majority of the country neither supports the president, doesn't support the either of the parties, and if I asked job approval of Congress would be somewhere between 20 and 26, depending upon the poll, that, that you like. So <clears throat> no one really crosses the majority. But if you look at the personal favorabilities, it shows once again that if you want to be personally favorable, be an ex-president as opposed to a president. Barack Obama is at 58% favorable, numbers that he never saw as president, 37% unfavorable. Joe Biden is at 52, he's well-liked vice president, that will have been coming down over time as he gets more partisan. Bernie Sanders, who used to be as high as 58% favorable, is now at 49, 41, as he becomes a more partisan political figure. Donald Trump is at 42% personal favorable, up a little bit, usually was in the high 30s. Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi two points behind him. Mike Pence, 39. Hillary Clinton, who was once above Trump, then about even with Trump, has fallen to 37% favorable and 58% unfavorable. I thought you would have a, 
a good chance of jumping into the presidential race. I thought she could after after losing the election. She could have really become the person that people wanted to be president. And instead, she has, I think, pandered to a Democratic base, and she's seen her support drop lower and lower, now down to 37%. Uh, some other folks, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, 32 favorable, 39 unfavorable. Chuck Schumer, 30% favorable, 38% unfavorable. Uh, Lindsey Graham, 28 favorable, 36 unfavorable. Mitch McConnell, 25% favorable, 45% unfavorable. Adam Schiff, 22% favorable, 30, 25% unfavorable. William Barr, only 22% favorable and 32% unfavorable. So it's a tough country if you're not an ex-president or an ex-vice president. Good luck uh, getting a majority of the country to support you. Majority doesn't support on a personal basis any of these candidates. I also have a special question. Do you think of Donald Trump, when you think of Donald Trump, do you like or dislike him personally? He gets 32% on this. So if you kind of look that, he gets 32% on this question, 60% on economic approval. You average those two, it's about 46% where his job rating has come out. The most important issue facing the country is it impeachment? Is it the Mueller report? No, it's health care. Health care is the number one unfinished work of Congress and the presidency. People are looking for a resolution of health care instead of out-of-control costs. Immigration is number two. I think that's a tribute to the administration that they've driven that issue uh, as highly as they have. Terrorism and national security, a distant third. Economy of jobs, fourth. Environment and climate change, fifth. National debt, sixth at 18. Uh, and then, then you go down the list and to smaller and smaller issues. But, but really, when you look at health care and immigration, terrorism and national security, economy and jobs, those are the big issues. So what is it that they want Democrats to do? They want Democrats to address the status of undocumented immigrants. Notice that the Democrats so far have not made a deal in terms of DACA recipients and give Trump the wall. We know that that deal is supported by a majority of Americans, and they're asked for the one thing that Democrats should do is address the status of undocumented immigrants, meaning make a deal. Only 11% want the Democrats impeaching Trump. So for Trump, the top priorities, people ask, say, hey, stimulate jobs. Give us an infrastructure bill. Maybe build a wall. Reduce immigrants. Repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act. So the priorities people have for the president fall in line with the priorities that the president has been talking about. Uh, but they want to just keep on stimulating and creating new jobs. Now, let's take a look at another big topic. The 2020 horse race. Who's going to win? Who's in the race with, with more than 20 Democratic candidates? Are we looking at chaos or are we looking at order? Well, 
If you ask them, are they going to vote for Donald Trump in 2020? 37% say probably voting for Trump. 25% of those definitely voting for Trump. Uh, 44% uh, definitely voting for the Democratic candidate. 9% voting for another candidate. And 10% not sure. So so right now, his reelect is underwater. It's nowhere near 50 uh, the Democrats, just a little bit ahead. They've got more potential vote out there. Which of the following candidates are you most likely to vote for in a Democratic primary for president? And then even including Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden walks away with it. And when you take Hillary out, he's over 40%. He's at 44. Bernie Sanders and Kamala Harris are nearby, but pretty far removed from the stratosphere now that, that Joe Biden has taken a decisive lead, according to the Harvard Caps-Harris poll in the Democratic primary. It seems that Democratic voters were so concerned about AOC, the left, appearing to be a left party, that when someone who was clearly more of a center-left candidate, someone who could claim that he was not affiliated with the radical ideas floating around, uh, that candidate, that candidacy then leaped to number one status at 44%, Bernie Sanders far behind at 14%. Who do they Democrats think is going to beat uh, President Trump in 2020? Joe Biden. Again, about 40%. Sanders coming in second. Uh, is it more important for the Democrats to nominate a presidential candidate with a strong chance of beating Donald Trump well, or a candidate that shares your positions? Uh, they by a, by a nod, they said, uh, shares your position is number one. Both equally, one shares your position is number two and has a strong chance of winning number three at just over 25%. Do you find the current field of Democratic Party candidates for president to be impressive or underwhelming? 59% say it's underwhelming. Now, there are actually a lot of tremendous candidates in the field, but the public's uh, cynicism and skepticism runs high, and I, I think it comes out in a question Now let's look at the Harvard Caps poll and what it says about the Russia investigation. That investigation <laughs> is still seen as hurting the country and by a higher level than, than in the last few months as 61% in the April poll say the investigation is hurting the country down a little bit from 65% right after the Mueller report came out and up from the 58, 57% it had been running for a while. People see how destructive these investigations can be, how it can tie you up, require so much in legal expenses, uh, and divide the country emotionally, and that's seen as too big a cost to continue it. Should President Trump be impeached and removed from office for his actions? Well, impeached is at 37%. It had taken a real dip to 28% right after uh, 
the release of the report, still one of the lower numbers uh, that we've seen, nowhere near a majority. People who would censor him are 21%, uh, and that no action should be taken as 42%. So there isn't an absolute majority for no action, but there certainly isn't a majority by any stretch of the imagination for taking him out. And, and so you can expect that what's going to change about impeachment? Nothing. We're not even close to the kind of national consensus you would need for impeachment where it should be 70 or 80 percent of the voters who have gotten behind that notion. And we're sitting here at 37. So is there evidence of collusion? Again, this skyrocketed with the, the bar summary. Uh, it went up to 57 percent. No evidence. Now it's 45 percent. No evidence. 35% up from 19% now say that there was some evidence of Russia collusion found. Now, since in fact the report rather clearly says that there is no Russia-Trump collusion, you could look at this as rather disappointing that how is it that so many people, mostly Democrats, still cling to an illusion that is finished, it's been investigated, it's over, it didn't happen. Do you think the special counsel has found actual evidence of obstructing justice? Here it's closer, 41% say not found, and 41% say it's found, and 18% are not sure. So the country's more divided on was there some obstruction, but you'll see in these questions unfold, they don't think that whatever obstruction occurred was impeachable instruction. Have you heard or read about the special counsel's concluded his investigation submitted a report about 70%? Most people say they're familiar with it. Did it change your mind? 76% said, no, it didn't change my mind. Given the Mueller report, do you think we should turn the page on investigations of President Trump or should Congress continue the investigations of President Trump? Well, Turn the page, 58%, 42% continue the investigations. I always say we're about a 40-40-20 country. 40% will believe almost anything a Democrat says. 40% will disbelieve almost anything a Democrat says. And right in the middle can be some very constructive work to uh, bring Democrats and Republicans uh, together. And, and also turning the page is in many ways exactly what America wants to do here rather than to dig in further with more investigations. So the report states that the special counsel's investigation did not find the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with Russia in its efforts to influence the 2016 presidential election. 62% agree with that. 63% accept it, and 67% say that the Democrats in Congress should accept the finding, right, rather than contest it and do another investigation. They don't seem to be getting the message that's coming through loud and clear from the public. Here's the finding. We waited for the Mueller report. It's over. Now, we said the special counsel didn't reach uh, an opinion on obstruction of justice, left the decision to the Attorney General, uh, and who determined the facts did not amount to obstruction. Do you agree or disagree with this conclusion? 60% agree. Do you accept it? 62%. Should the Democrats in Congress 
accept the finding of the Justice Department or do more investigation. 64% say accept their findings. Only 36% say do another investigation. <clears throat> the conclusion of the special counsel's investigation make you more or less likely to support Trump or does it not affect your views? Less likely 26, more likely 22, no effect on 52. No effect 52 is a big answer. Even though it's a big event, remember the country was already polarized in that 40-40-20 way. And so the only thing that someone was going to do here would be to, uh, you know, now uh, that, it, that it's concluded and the voters are, are thinking about it, well, they, the voters in the middle really didn't think that President Trump was guilty. Only the two bases thought that the president was either completely innocent and exonerated or completely guilty. And so very much, I think you see the public saying, hey, it didn't really give me a tremendous amount of additional support to Trump. It didn't take away from any of his support because those voters in the middle had already figured that there was no Trump-Russia conclusion. But if Democrats launch scores of new investigations, they will pay a price for it. 36% would be less likely to vote for them, 24% more likely. The dynamic underlying these questions is that, hey, this thing is over. <clears throat> Do you think the Democrats in Congress are doing too much to investigate Trump? 41% too much, 29% too little. They do think their subpoenas are legitimate, 55% to 45, legitimate oversight power. They've always backed, I think, Congress and those issuing subpoenas. Uh, do you think Congress should be able to subpoena the banking records? A very close question on this. 53% yes, 47% no. Do you think the Attorney General of New York should be able to pursue the president 50-50 a split decision on the country. Do you think the Democrats in Congress should initiate impeachment proceedings against President Trump? 65% say no. 35% say yes. And so, in general, two-thirds say no impeachment, right? Less than 40%, 37% say, hey, there was evidence of collusion. 60% accept the finding of no obstruction of justice. The public is saying, get over it. It's time to move on. Uh, in fact, <laughs> they do think there was bias from the FBI. And the FBI, 55% say that there was bias. And 61% support a special counsel to investigate abuses. But when I ask this final question... On the series, do you want your congressional representatives working more on infrastructure, health care, and immigration, or investigations of President Trump? 80% say, hey, I want to have that. Uh, I want to have that more working on infrastructure and the issues, not investigations, only 20% when given that as a choice. Many more may say, hey, keep investigating, subpoenas are okay. But, but in reality here, what they're saying is, with a Congress whose job approval rating is in the 20s, they're saying it's time to move on, get some stuff done for them. Now in the Harvard-Caps-Harris poll and the 
over 1,500 interviews that we conduct every month. We probe deeply into some of the special issues, and let's put a focus on immigration. Do you think there is a growing humanitarian and security crisis at our border with Mexico, or is this mainly a manufactured political crisis? 56% now say there is a growing humanitarian and security crisis. A few weeks ago, several months ago, people thought there was no real crisis at the border. That's changed. 56% now say there is a crisis. When you ask people to estimate how many people are caught trying to enter the United States through the southern border each year, uh, most people say it's under 100,000. In fact, at the current rate, it's 100,000 a month and almost 12 times as much as they estimate, and yet they now think there is, in effect, a national emergency. And they, they favor declaring a national emergency if, in fact, it's true that over 100,000 people came in last month. And given that fact, uh, they 52% say they even back the president's declaring of a national emergency, something they had not backed in our previous polls. They, they still have confidence that the Democrats really want genuine security for our borders, but oppose the wall. They say that 61-39. They don't believe that the Democrats just want open borders. Uh, but when you ask them, are barriers effective? 46% say that they're effective compared to 45% who say they're ineffective. That's a pretty close call. There's been a lot of discussion about those fleeing for asylum. Should people fleeing general violence in a country be able to seek asylum here or only political or religious violence aimed specifically at them? Fleeing general violence? Give them asylum. 45% say that. Fleeing specific political or religious Intolerance aimed at them, 55% uh, in, in, in that case. Should the current asylum laws be loosened to accept more claims, tightened to accept fewer claims, or kept as is? The response to that neutral question, 47% say tightened, 34% as is, only 19% support a loosening of those laws and claims. Should people with questionable asylum claims be let into the United States for years until their case comes up, or should they immediately be turned back to Mexico? Now here, the Ninth Circuit recently sided with President Trump in allowing him to turn people back into holding areas in Mexico rather than at, uh, you know, rather than, uh, than staying in the United States when they cross the border and waiting for their a court case to come up. 66% uh, say uh, should be immediately turned back. 34% say should be let into the U.S. This is a major victory you know, from public opinion terms for the president and what he's fighting for. Would you favor requiring everyone, <clears throat> and, a, and a very different question, would you favor or oppose requiring everyone to spend one year after high school or college Working at a modest salary in public service, either in the military or domestic health programs, like teaching or volunteering in hospitals, 58% say 
favor such a program. This is something that was brought up in presidential campaigns 20 and 30 years ago, kind of got dropped out of it. The idea that there should be national service here in America uh, for those graduating high school or perhaps college is now, I think, coming back big time with this 58-42 poll finding. Well, in Harvard Caps Harris poll, we try to go into the issues that are being talked about. And if you've heard one issue coming from Bernie Sanders and AOC, it is Medicare for all. Do you favor oppose Medicare for all? Well, here's a shocking poll finding for you, 64%. When asked that simple question, do you favor Medicare for all, say they favor it. Well, there's a problem with that because Medicare for all is a program that would eliminate all private health insurance and require people to use the system. That's not how it's being interpreted when they hear that. They think it's an optional program that sits side by side with all of the private sector programs. Do you favor Medicare as an optional program for people or for a program that's required for everyone else to use and pay into? Well, once Medicare becomes universal, once that for all is giving the real meaning of being the only plan, only 40% want it to be required for everyone and 60% want it to be an optional program. Do you favor oppose abolishing all private health care in favor of a government-run program in which the government is the single payer for all health care, 56% oppose that, 44% favor it. Do you think extending Medicare to everyone would lower the cost of health care, 39, raise it, 41, have no effect, uh, 20%. So you really get a, a, a sense here that people want expanded health care that Medicare for All is a great slogan, but when you get under the covers here, you find that people are unlikely to favor it once they find out more about it. Do you think Medicare for All would require higher taxes, lower taxes, no effect? 65% say higher taxes. Would it improve health care? No clear consensus. Do you think we should continue Obamacare, move to Medicare for All, or find a new plan Healthcare. Well, 24% would continue Obamacare, 31% would move to Medicare for all, and 45% of polarity would find yet another new plan for healthcare. So let's take a look at one of the biggest issues of consensus I've polled, and that is infrastructure. Do you support or oppose a major infrastructure bill to invest up to $2 trillion for 10 years in new roads, bridges, waterways, and other infrastructure needs? 83% favor that. Only 17% oppose it. Interestingly, should it include major investments for climate change? 63% think that, that these investments in infrastructure should include investments directed at stemming the tide in climate change. Should it be paid for with existing revenues? Of course, 48% say that. New taxes, 17%, 35% through public-private partnerships. 
Would you favor or oppose a 25 cents a gallon gasoline tax for new roads and other transportation projects? No, no. The American public never favors an increase in the gas tax. 59% say they oppose an increase in the gas tax for infrastructure, which they favor. They might go with undoing some of the recent tax cuts for infrastructure. 56% said they would do that. Uh, and 82% said, hey, if there are infrastructure uh, you know, our infrastructure bills or programs that are passed, right, should, uh, should they have provisions that American companies would be able to win those contracts? 82% say buy America should be incorporated in any infrastructure bill. We then went a little deeper because... We, in the Harvard Caps Harris poll, we try to, you know, go behind the the surface questions on issues, and we went through all of the different areas that the government could invest in, and they wanted repaired bridges, and roads, and tunnels as the number one and two areas where they would pour money in, followed by affordable housing, followed by fixing rivers and waterways, followed by cybersecurity followed by building new schools, and at the bottom of the list was new government buildings. So they wanted fewer buildings, better floors, uh, better, <laughs> sorry, better roads, uh, so that they want to repair and build our roads, bridges, and tunnels more than anything else in this amazing unanimity, Democrat, Republican, and Independent uh, who want to see infrastructure in a major way. <clears throat> One of the debates will be, should, in, in trying to craft a bipartisan bill, will be whether or not this bill should uh, include tax increases. The Republicans will bitterly oppose that. And so the fact that 63% thinks that projects in anticipation of climate change should be included in the infrastructure bill means maybe the Republicans can say, you know what, we're not going to have tax increases. We will include climate change-related investments. Let's make this a win-win. I think they could get there. It's a possibility. And it certainly looks at it as, as a very real possibility when you decide things as I do on the basis of polls. Is climate change an urgent problem? 56%. Should we go slow on it? 44%. The public is convinced there is some urgency here, uh, which is why... I think, you know, maybe there'll be an infrastructure deal. Yes, on climate change proposals and yes, on the overall funding of the bill without tax increases, which the Republicans will never go for. Otherwise, you can expect it and stuck in Congress forever. Well, let's take a look at another issue that's been in the news in the Harvard Caps Harris poll, which is marijuana. Do you favor or oppose legalization of marijuana for recreational use in the United States, 63%. Now, favor that. I think that's a new high. I've seen it in the high 50s. I've seen it get up to 58. 37% uh, oppose it. If it were legalized, what age should it be? 53% say age 21. Another 27% say 25 or older. Should regulation of marijuana come from the federal government? Yes, 63. Do you think legalization will increase drug, drug crime, decrease it, or drug crime unaffected? 
42% believe that it will decrease drug crime. Only 27% think it will increase. Do you think penalties for driving under the influence of marijuana should be made tougher? Yes, tougher, 46%. Uh, should be made uh, more lenient, 15, about the same, 39. Do you think legalizing marijuana will further degrade the values of youth? Uh, yes, 38%. No, or no effect, 47%, and 15% say it will improve. Another big issue in, in the news is internet censorship. This exploded when Facebook announced that it was taking certain right and left-wing figures off its platform altogether. That essentially, the tech companies themselves, who used to be open platforms, open to anything that was legally permitted, so not banned by the First Amendment, and now they are, uh, if you take a look at this, those same tech companies have become censors and the question is, how is that being received? Do you think that internet platforms like Facebook, Google, and others should have the right to censor posts from their networks for any reason or only a small list of reasons? Any reason, 36%. Small list of reasons, 64%. We ask people, well, suppose you were the censor. Think about it yourself. What are some of the things that you would ban if you were the censor, and it turns out that the public would certainly go beyond the First Amendment, incites people to violence 82%, that is the First Amendment, uh, where the limits of the First Amendment are, according to the Supreme Court, contains anti-Semitic language against Jews, contains demeaning words about blacks, contains demeaning words about Muslims. So if you're discriminating against Jews, blacks, or Muslims, you should have uh, an, an ability, um, uh, you should have then <clears throat> an, an ability then for the tech companies to, uh, to censor you. So inciting violence, anti-Semitic language against Jews, 70%, contains demeaning words about blacks, 70%, contains demeaning words about Muslims, 65%, contains nudity, 65%. So those five areas a majority think should be censored by the tech companies. But Here's where they draw the line. Criticizes gay marriage, advocates buying guns, contains a curse word, pro-life, anti-abortion, right-wing political causes, left-wing political causes. Only a minority agree that any of those things should be pulled. Criticizes well-liked politicians, only 27%. They don't like speech that is demeaning about blacks, Jews, Muslims, presumably any other group uh, as well, and they would pull off things that incite people to violence. Should these posts be censored by people working at the companies or special government employees? Boy, only 23% say special government employees. They do not want this censorship in the hands of the government. 77% uh, say people working at the companies. Do you favor a post telling Disney to use their profits from the Avengers movie to provide better middle-class wages for their employees as candidate Bernie Sanders has proposed. 56% actually favor this kind of off-the-cuff proposal from Bernie Sanders. The Avengers movie could be the number one movie of all time, bringing in well over a billion dollars 
in box office revenue. And he says, hey, give it to the workers. Uh, and uh, and 56% backed that proposal. One of the things we pulled on was abortion, which, uh, you know, obviously it's been a, a, an important issue in politics, and I spent 10 years uh, polling for Planned Parenthood when I started out. Uh, but if you take a look at the abortion issue now, do you think our current abortion laws are too liberal, too restrictive, or just right? 40% just right, 30% too liberal, 30% too restrictive. So it's a polarizing issue, to say the least. Do you favor maintaining Roe versus Ways as it is, 47%, tightening it only to the first trimester, 25%, extending it to the third, 8%, overturning it, and returning abortion rights to the states, 20%. In general, should women be able to have an abortion only in the case of rape and incest, 38 up until the first trimester, 29 so that's 50 that's 67%, go up until the first trimester. Another 20% say the second trimester, only 9% say the third trimester, and 5% say up until birth of the child. So that gives you kind of ordered dimensions of you know which population, uh, if you look at this, uh, which over time here, uh, uh, has there been any change in attitudes towards abortion? And if, if you look at this, you, you really see this very strong support for abortion up through the first trimester. That's 67%. And after that, a really, a really pretty quick uh, uh, diminution of support for abortion after that period. Then, of course, there's been these famous cases of Politicians, particularly Democratic politicians and one Virginia politician saying that, talking about children that are born and then, quote, having an abortion after they're born. Once a child is born, if it, uh, <clears throat> if it has deformities, this is even, even if it has deformities, should the mother and doctor be permitted to end the life or should that not be permitted? Even with deformities, 27% say that uh, the doctor and the mother should be able to make a termination or end-of-life uh, decision at that point, and 73% say not permitted. Uh, a very strong finding on that, uh, e even as we put the case with deformities. So that's the wrap. I think if you've been, you know, following the, the Harvard Caps Harris poll this month, you've seen the president tick up a little bit. You've seen the economy skyrocket and 60% job approval on the economy. You've seen the Republicans come a little closer uh, to the Democrats. You've seen the country still struggling with disliking virtually everybody, although they're getting uh, a little, you know, although they're getting uh, a little bit less in terms of the animus of the country as they edge up post the Mueller report towards once again liking Democrats and Republicans uh, almost equally. Uh, and you see this desire to get past the investigations, to take the Mueller report, accept its conclusions and actions, and move on. And you're surprised on some of the social issues. There's widespread belief that marijuana should be legalized now. Uh, there is, as you said, tremendous, as we said, tremendous concern about abortions after the first trimester. 
and a belief that abortion laws should be kept generally about where they are now. So I hope you enjoyed this month's Harvard Caps Harris poll. Uh, we will continue to poll on issues of interest. Send us issues that you'd like to see in the poll. We aim to be perhaps the most in-depth poll when it comes to issues uh, that you can find anywhere, whether it's polling about very detailed tax cuts or whether it's, uh, whether it's about polling about detailed uh, health care. And we go beyond the, the words and the phrases and the slogans. And as you recall, as we polled about Medicare for all, sure, give me Medicare for all, but make it optional, which of course is not really the kind of program that Bernie Sanders uh, is talking about. Thank you again and stay tuned.